Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVIC coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your VIC card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVIC coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVIC and Harris Teeter fuel points. Thank you. 
everybody. Welcome to Game Ass. Thanks for joining me tonight on the show. Tonight we're talking about the gay agenda, as it's called by the conservatives. Uh, I appreciate you listening to the show, whether you're listening live or listening uh, in the archives. Um, thanks for listening to the show, however you're listening to the show. Just to remind you, remind you, you can listen to the show on offlimitshow.com live there, or you can listen um, live on speaker.com. You can also listen to all of the shows uh, I've had um, on speaker.com. Also iTunes. And rem- a reminder that iTunes has the shows divided. So I have uh, an iTunes account for Brain Purge shows, an iTunes account for Gay Mass shows, and an iTunes account for Off Limits show shows. So, um, depending on the type of show you want to listen to, uh, they're all on there, but you have to search for them individually. So, if you want to subscribe on your iPod or iPhone or whatever through iTunes, that's how you have to do it. So, anyway, um, thanks for joining me. So, um, tonight we're talking about, like I said, about the gay agenda. And the reason I thought about this is because, um, I was, uh, the last show I did, I think the last gay, gay mass show I did was called the gay mafia. And I, I had, um, talked on that show about how, uh, a lot of people had said, you know, there's a gay mafia and about how we we're trying to take over the world, blah, blah, blah. And, um, so if you haven't heard that show, you can go listen to it. But, um, I got a response, uh, from another host on speaker about the show. And this is what she said. I think it's a, she, or maybe a he, I can't tell, but, uh, anyway, it says, it says, quote, a power to be reckoned with is code words for gay mafia. You explain perfectly the insid- insidious extent. I think she means insidious. Uh, in the, anyway, extent of the gay agenda. Anti-straight, anti-Christian, anti-white, anti-traditionalist, which is actually veiled Marxism. The gay agenda goalpost is never static all rights are enforced by guns. So yes, it's completely a gay mafia, perpetual victim status. Now, before I comment on this, I want to say that I am a grammar Nazi. <laughs> so um, if someone's making a, 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 is debating someone else and they're doing it through text, meaning the written word somehow, for God's sakes, spell correctly, use proper punctuation and use the right words. For example, perpetual is not spelled P-U-R- P-E-T-U-A-L. Uh, veiled is not V-A-I-L-E-D. And, you know, I could go on and on. But anyway, the point is, it just kind of takes away from the power of your statement when you're trying to debate somebody about something and you don't know how to spell. Um, it makes you look like an idiot. That's the first thing. Secondly, this is my response to them, and then I'll talk about this in general. I said to this person, I said, if there is a quote-unquote gay agenda, I never got a copy of the uh, handbook. Um, I said, and this gay person is not, and this gay person is not anti-straight or anti-white considering 99% of the people I know and love, uh, are straight and I am half white. And to say gays are anti-white is ridiculous since most gays with power are white, nor am I anti-traditionalist as you put it. Tradition is fine as long as it doesn't mean curtailing the rights of people and gays are victims. So are women, so are whites, so are some blacks, and so are, uh, so are blacks. And to act as if gays aren't victims of discrimination and bigotry is to show your own ignorance, and it's spelled perpetual idiot. Anyway, so <laughs> that was my response to the person. But I wanted to respond uh, with the show as, and talk about this gay agenda thing, because it, it's often used by, it's almost always exclusively used, by um, highly right-wing conservative Republican type of people. And I wanted to um, shed some light on where it came from, the term that is gay agenda, why it exists and you know what it really means and what they mean by it and what we, um, how we take it when we hear it, obviously, as a gay person or the gay community. Um, so when people, first of all, the homosexual agenda, the term, uh, was actually introduced um, by conservative Christians. Um, initially, it was used, according to the, di- the dictionary uh, or encyclopedia, uh, in public discourse the first time in 1992 when the Family Research Council, which is an American conservative Christian group, released a video series called The Gay Agenda as part of a pack of materials campaigning on homosexual issues and the hidden gay agenda, as they put it. So that's how it got started and that terminology began. It began 
in a hateful manner, of course, and in a um, means to paint gay people as other. And as if we were somehow different than the, re- the rest of the world, the mainstream, quote unquote, America, and to make us look as if we had our own um, sur- surreptitious goals or agendas or, um, you know, um, ulterior motives when it came to wanting to get our rights. And so this was something that they as conservatives have used a great deal of the time. Oh, by the way, if you do want to call into the show tonight, you can call in the number is 214-377-0481. You can also call in using Skype. Um, if you want to call in through Skype for free, uh, you can call in through there. If you, um, add me as off limits show on there. So feel free to call in either way if you want to call in at any time, any point during the show. Anyway, so, um, so yeah, so that's how it kind of got started and how, where it began. And, um, there's a site called, um, a conservative website called conservative, conservapedia, conservapedia, I think. Yeah. Conservapedia. Um, and it is a conservative Wikipedia essentially. And it's run by conservative groups and people who are wanting to um, promote conservatism, as they call it. Um, And this is what it says. I'm going to read this to you and then we're going to discuss it. But this is what it says about the homosexual agenda, as they call it. The homosexual agenda is a self-centered set of beliefs and objectives designed to promote and even mandate approval of homosexuality and homosexual ideology, along with the strategies used to implement such. The goals and means of this movement include indoctrinating students in public school, restricting the free speech of opposition, obtaining special treatment for homosexuals, Distorting biblical teaching and science and interfering with freedom of association. Advocates of the homosexual agenda seek special rights for homosexuals that other people don't have, such as immunity from criticism, see hate speech or hate crimes. Such, <laughs> such special rights will necessarily come at the expense of the rights of broader society. The homosexual agenda is the biggest threat to the right of free speech today, so this says. It says in 2014... One of the top priorities of the homosexual agenda is to prohibit and outlaw conversion therapy, particularly for teenagers. California and New Jersey are the only states to have enacted such laws. Governor Chris Christie signed it into law as he was preparing his reelection campaign. And leftists are pushing similar bans in many other states now. In a speech on December 10th, 2013, to a pro-family rally in Jamaica, Brian Kamenecker of Mass Resistance outline the step-by-step approach of the homosexual agenda. Okay, so this is apparently the homosexual agenda, everyone, that everyone talks about all the time. This is the first time I'm seeing it, so let's uh, let's all learn together, shall we? It says, legalize homosexuality, promote gay pride parades, demand non-discrimination laws, insist on homosexuals' adoption of children, push the homosexual agenda in schools, force gay marriage on society, demand public funding to deal with increased homosexual related social problems, promote the transgender agenda, impose a large scale loss of free speech, ban counseling for kids confused by homosexual issues and attack churches. So this is what it says. So I'm going by this relig- this uh, not religious well, partially religious obviously, but this uh, right-winged website and this is what it says is is the actual homosexual agenda as of this year 2014. Now, as I said in the beginning of the show, I never got the memo. I never got my newsletter uh, about the homosexual agenda. I never got um, a letter or an email or no one came to my door, no secret handshake, nothing. So I didn't, I didn't know that this was the homosexual agenda. I, I had no idea. I'm, I'm flabbergasted and, and completely just in awe of this. I mean, wow, we have a homosexual agenda. That's just fascinating. Well, Let's talk about these things one by one. So first of all, it says legalize homosexuality. Now, I don't think that, first of all, legalize homosexuality is a proper term because we're not trying to legalize homosexuality. We're trying to decriminalize um, a sexual act in some states where it's still, well, actually it's no longer illegal. Sodomy is no longer illegal, which is not the only homosexual act there is, by the way, and not only homosexuals practice sodomy. Um, But it, it says legalize homosexuality. I don't understand exactly what they mean by legalize homosexuality. I think what they're trying to say is they're trying to say that we, we want homosexuality to be legally uh, be protected under the law. I guess that's what they're trying to say. I don't know. Um, but yes, uh, it should be um, 
legal for homosexuals to be homosexuals since that's who homosexuals are. Is it, it's no different to say that it shouldn't be okay for redheads to have red hair or for, you know, um, black people to have darker skin or for, um, Mexican people to speak Spanish. I mean, so, I mean, it's just stupid. So, I mean, it's just, it's just a natural thing and part of who you are to be gay. So yeah, we want to make sure that homosexuality is not a criminalized thing. So if that's part of the homosexual agenda, you know, sue me that we want to be treated equal under the law. Number two, it says promote gay pride parades. Um, I don't think that anyone's going around promoting gay pride parades to people who don't want to go to them. I think promoting gay pride parades is another misnomer and you know incorrect way of saying this and i think that what we actually um do with gay pride parades is is we have the right to have a gay pride parade period just like the uh the um the irish have a right to their saint patrick's day parades or whomever it may be whatever group it might be everyone has a right to promote their organization or group or belief system or whatever, whether it's a religion or whether it's a a discriminatory group like the KKK, they can have a pride parade if they want for themselves, which they do. Um, Black Panthers or just black people in general or a million man March or um, um, Cinco de Mayo. I mean, there's parades for everything. So I don't think that gay people are going around promoting gay pride parades. Oh my God, are you going to the parade? Please go to the parade. If you don't go, no one will show up. I mean, please. It's so ridiculous. So I don't think gay people are going around promoting anything gay pride related related except to other gay people. Um, That's just ridiculous. I've never seen a gay person going around to uh, corporate offices and promoting the gay pride parade. It's just, it's just, or, or to churches or whatever. It's just stupid to say that. Number three, it says demand non-discrimination laws. Yes, we do demand non-discrimination laws um, because we are discriminated against. Whether you agree that being gay is uh, a choice or not a choice or anti-Christian or you know or against God or whatever your stupid beliefs may be, it doesn't matter. The bottom line is when it comes to discrimination in this country, in America, United States of America, you as a human being have certain rights and that is to not be treated differently under the law. Everyone is entitled to equal protection under the law. That means everybody, regardless of what you think of them, regardless of what they say about you, regardless of whether they're a fucking redneck asshole who doesn't know how to live calling somebody the n-word or whether they're somebody who hates gay people or somebody who hates women or whatever the case may be or hates jews everybody has the right to the same um you know to not being discriminated against for their views even if they're abhorrent views and even if they're not so i think yes absolutely gay people do demand non-discrimination laws we do demand it be uh treated equally under the law as i've said all along big fucking deal number three says insist on homosexuals adoption of children um i don't know that we're insisting on adoption of children i think they mean if we're maybe if they're trying to say that we're trying to make it legal or make it not illegal for gays to adopt yeah um why should children be punished and be forced to stay in an orphanage or what do they call these days a state home or whatever it's called or um, what do they call it? A um, a, a um, public, I don't remember what it's called, but you know where they stay, the orphanages, whatever, uh, when they can have a loving home for a uh, with a gay couple. Because I even wrote a paper about this at SMU, my second year at SMU in my rhetoric class um, called Cold Halls or Warm Homes or something like that. It was the title. I still have it. And I remember writing this in my, my instructor, um, I think his last name was, his first name was Mike, but I can't remember his last name. But anyway, he was real nice. Um, he, he wanted me to publish it in, um, in the school's book, which is called Rhetoric. Um, because I think it was called Rhetoric. I can't remember what it was called. It wasn't called Rhetoric. It was called something else. It doesn't matter. I digress. Anyway, the point is he wanted me to get it published because it was so, uh, it was such a good point that I made about it. And the point I made essentially was what I just said, that you know, you can have dozens or hundreds, thousands, hundreds of thousands of children in this country in um, the foster care system or in the public system, uh, you know, permanent homes or whatever, permanent orphanage or permanent homes. I can't think of the word. I'm sorry. Uh, or you can have them 
in homes of the same amount of people, gay couples who wanted to adopt. Um, and what better people to adopt children than gays? Let me tell you why gays are better parents a lot of times as adoptive parents than, or better parents than um, um, someone who's heterosexual who just happens to pop a baby out because, because gays, first of all, have to plan to have a kid. Gay men, gay women have to plan. Gay couples have to plan. You can't just accidentally have a baby that happens upon you. You know, so I know that, you know, most gay people and couples have to plan ahead financially, emotionally, mentally be prepared, really be ready to have a kid. And they plan to have this kid. And so they make everything around them, um, you know, as much as possible to uh, rise up to meet this kid when they come into their lives. That's a huge deal because people who have kids all the time who don't want them, that's why they end up in orphanages, et cetera. Um, and so for God's sakes, why not have those children be raised by gay male couples or gay female couples? Um, there's no reason for them not to be. Otherwise, you're just going to sit there and never know the love of a parent, never know what it means to have their own room and their own things and to be loved by a fa an entire family and to be a special to someone, you know, and instead of just being this number in an orphanage or something. Um, and most kids, you know, after a certain age, especially the older ones just age out of the system after 21 years old and they age out and that's it. They're on their own. Some, sometimes it's 18. So, I mean, it's really sad and pathetic that those same kids, instead of spending you know, maybe the time from they were like six to 18 or 6 to 21, all those years, um, without understanding what it means to be part of a family, they could have been part of a family. Um, and the one of the other excuses people use a lot of the time, especially the right, is that, oh, well, you need to have a mother and a father. Well, most people, half the people in this country are part of part of divorced families. They, they come from a family where they didn't have a mother or they didn't have a father. And most people are heterosexual, first of all. And because of that, um, it shows you that being have, being part of a single family home doesn't mean shit. It doesn't mean shit. Our president was part of a single family home. He was not raised by both of his parents at all, and he's heterosexual, and he's president of the United States of America. So fuck you. So the point is that um, it doesn't matter if you have both parents there or not. Yes, I think everybody needs a male role model if you're a man and a female role model if you're a girl to some degree, but it doesn't mean you have to be raised by them. Um, I know that growing up, I had male role models around me, my uncles, my, my cousins, my friends, my family, my mom's friend. I mean, I had people all around me that were male that were male role models for me that were good role models. Okay. And they were not people, they were not my father and they were not in that role either. They were just there for me to see someone that was also male that I could emulate to some degree, um, which I think you need as a small child. Whereas, um, and the same goes for women. So, you know, I don't, so when my, when my dad was nowhere to be around or anything for the most part. So I don't think it's important for people to have them in the same home. It's just a matter of them having around you and gay couples, as I said, since they plan their children, generally speaking, they really plan ahead. They can know whom that person's going to be. If it's two men, who that woman is going to be in the girl's life. If it's a girl. Like for, for me, for example, my husband and I, if we ever have a chill child together, um, through adoption or whatever we have it through, um, they'll ha he'll have, if it's a guy, he'll have, he'll have male role models, of course. And for his female role model, um, you know, for someone to look up to for women, my mom was around and then, um, nieces and nephews and, and, um, my sister-in-law and those people like that are great role models and stuff like that for, for girls as well. And so my point is there are people around that fill that role. You do not have to live in a home. And the other point is, as I said in the beginning, is that most people grow up without both parents. So it isn't, it, it's just a stupid argument and one that's used and utilized over and over against gay people and to say that we shouldn't be adopting or we shouldn't have kids or whatever the fuck they're saying. Um, I think it's really just a bunch of bullshit that really needs to be. <laughs> I mean, it's just every time I hear this argument, it's really stupid. But anyway, that's it about that one. The next one they said was, the next thing that this conservative page says that is part of the gay agenda is to push the homosexual agenda in schools. Now, I don't... I don't think that um, any kids should learn about sex at all in school. Personally, I don't think that. I mean, I think that I think sex ed is okay. Like, if you have an, uh, a class about sexual education, that's fine. I think that the class should teach 
um, how babies are made. Yes, because most people are heterosexual, whatever. But I also don't think that it, I think that it should teach maybe, um, that not how to have sex if you're gay, because gay people have different types of sex and it's not all the same, but to show that there are other types of people out there. You know, there's straight people who grow up to be straight. There's gay people who grow up to be gay. There are bisexual people who grow up to be bisexual. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Why? Because being told the truth is not going to change anything. People who say this is an issue always say, oh, well, if you teach about homosexuality in the schools, you're going to turn and confuse these children into being gay or trying to be gay or blah, 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 blah. First of all, being gay, I mean, being shown something, an option, for example, it's like saying, oh, um, it's like being shown that there are men, there are women in this world. And if you're a boy growing up you're gonna, and you see that there are also women in the world, you're going to want to be a woman or try to be a woman. No, because you're a man and you're a boy and you want to be a boy unless you're transgendered. That's who you want to be. And so it's stupid to say that if you show a heterosexual boy or heterosexual girl um, who's going to grow up to be heterosexual, that they are shown that there are gay people who exist or bisexual people exist or transgender people exist, that the fact that they just exist is going to make them want to be gay, lesbian, or transgendered is fucking stupid. I mean, anybody who says that has no logic in their fucking brain. And kids are impressionable, but they don't go against their natural nature. They are what they are. So if that boy or that girl sees that there are gay people and there are lesbians and transgender people out there, and they're heterosexual, they're not going to try to be gay. However, if that kid is gay and is going to grow up to be gay anyway, and he sees that, that being gay is another alternative to being straight or being straight is an alternative to being um, bi or whatever the case may be, he sees all these, these options and his sexual orientation is among them, then that validates him as a human being. Him not seeing that makes him feel as if there's something wrong with him and as if there's something that needs to be fixed about himself. It's just the absence of it makes him feel like, oh, I better not tell anybody that I'm gay. I better not tell anybody I have these feelings or whatever. Whereas if he were shown that that it is an option, that some people are gay and other people aren't, that when he grows up, he's it's okay that he expresses the fact that he's gay, he will end up being open about his sexuality, accepting it more easily, coming out to his parents, coming out and everything else and growing up and being a healthy, well-adjusted teenager and adult instead of being this tortured soul who ends up getting married and having kids and living a lie and maybe being on the down low and, and, then, and then getting divorced and being 45 years old finally and finally getting divorced and being himself you know, 20 years later when he could have done it. If all they had done in the first place is fucking show a goddamn fucking video that shows that gay people fucking exist. I know that sounds like a big jump, but it's really not. It really is true that something as small as that, especially in a child's mind, can really, really change the trajectory of their lives. And so, yeah, it is important. It's not important that you quote unquote teach or push, as they say, the homosexual agenda in schools in terms of being gay um, or, or what it means to be gay sexually or anything like that. We're just saying that, I'm saying anyway, that it should be presented as the fact that, oh, gay people exist, straight people exist, lesbians exist, and this exists. And you'll grow up to be one of these four people, one of these four types of individuals or five people, whatever you know, bisexual, transgender, gay, lesbian, that's four. So one of these four people, you'll end up being one of those types of people. And we don't know who you're going to be, but whomever it is, it's okay. Whatever you end up being is okay because that's who you are. That's who you were born to be. So don't be anything other than who you are. And that is the beauty of teaching the truth about what homosexuality is and that it exists at all. Um, and in terms of pushing the homosexual agenda otherwise, yeah, I think it's important also to teach children um, that, the, as I said, there are gay people, but also that there's nothing wrong with it. So, yeah, I mean, and there's nothing wrong. And if you if you have your kid come home and, for example, you know, when it comes to hatred or bigotry, what is it? It is what you've been taught. Period. There's nothing innate. There's nothing natural about bigotry or racism or homophobia. There's nothing natural about it. There's not a natural predisposition pre, uh, towards those things. Hatred, bigotry is taught. And so when you are 
a human being that is raised by people who are bigoted, who are bigoted, then those people's beliefs filter down to your brain and you're raised to believe the same thing and you begin to disseminate the same thing and regurgitate the same things that you've been taught over and over and over again. And you use your self-righteousness to fuel your hatred towards gay people. And that is the issue. And so whereas if that's the only that's the only um, option you've seen or been presented with as a child by your parents saying that gays are horrible people, then that's what you're probably going to grow up believing unless you're smart. Whereas if you are a child and you are presented that, that, that idea at home, but also presented an alternative view at school, then you are able to make the decision for yourself whether gay people are or are not evil or disgusting and wrong. And that's the true meaning of um well logic for one but also uh, a critical thinker and critical thinking is imperative to um becoming an intelligent human being as an adult and you have to teach that as a child and part of critical thinking is making choices based on options and alternatives that you've been presented with and and um arguments so <laughs> presenting one side of a story is what a lot of really right-wing people want to do they want to just present one side of the story and that's it and i'm fine with it if they want to present their side of the story and say gay people are this blah 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 and then there's the other side of the story, and this is the way gay people really are, because this is the proof. I mean, you want to prove, you want to show gay people as they really are, not as they are presented by a right-wing nutbag. So, uh, or right-wing religious nutbag, I should say. So hopefully I've made my point on that, and I'll move on. Anyway, the next one is, um, they say, to force gay marriage on society is the next part of the gay agenda. And, <clears throat> oh God, um, Gay, gay people, I mean, I've had this, I've had entire shows about gay marriage, obviously, but gay people do not want to force gay marriage on society. What they want to do, what we want to do is to make our rights on the same level as everybody else's. That's it. So heterosexuals have the right to marry someone that they love and that they're sexually attracted to. Gay people just have the right to marry someone that they love and are sexually attracted to. Oftentimes they'll use the argument, well, gay people will have the same rights we have. They can get married to a woman or a man, you know, if they're the opposite sex. Yes. And so we can go out and get married to someone of the opposite sex in some states, you know, um, but those states uh, that, that allow it, uh, I mean, excuse me, the states that don't allow gay marriage uh, don't allow you to, you know, marry someone that you love and are attracted to. So why would someone ever want to marry someone that they're not in love with and not want to have sex with? I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. So um, it, it's not the same right. The, the, the same right would be to marry someone that you love or in love with and you, you're sexually attracted to. And that's the difference. So it is very important that we have the equal protections under the law as is guaranteed by our constitution. So if we have those protections, then we're fine. We're not asking for special rights, as is often something they say. We're not asking for additional rights. We're asking for these same rights under the law. And the only difference, well, I'll get to that in a minute. Um, so, so gay marriage is something that we want as part of our fair share because it's something everybody else gets we should get the same thing now fortunately it is legally it is legally recognized by the federal government now and it's made such a big difference from my relationship with my husband in terms of finances and taxes and things like that but when it comes to uh, the states you live in and i live in a state i happen to live in a state which is texas that does not recognize gay marriage the state level does not still recognize it so there are certain benefits we still do or do not have access to because of that that are doled out by the state rather than the federal government, um, which is all going to change in a couple of years when it goes back to the Supreme Court and they overturn the other part of DOMA and everything be fine. But I'm just saying at this point, that's the way it is. So um, it is important that we have the same rights. And I'm not ashamed to say that that is something that we definitely want in the gay community. So if that makes us part of our agenda, so be it. The next one says, demand public funding to deal with increased homosexual related social problems. I'm not really sure what that means. Demand. I think what they're trying to say. I'm not sure, but just knowing, knowing a you know knowing the right wing conservative nutbags as well as I do because I've <laughs> known so many. Unfortunately, um, what they probably mean by that is they're probably talking about HIV, which is not a gay disease, 
Um, I'm assuming they're talking about public funding to fight HIV and AIDS or public funding to, um, to care for them or medically or whatever. I don't know, but if that's the case, um, to say that we, um, want increased funding for the demand, public funding or whatever. Well, AIDS is not a gay disease. It is a, it is a human disease. It is a disease that plagues the entire globe. It is not one that has targeted gay people only. It targets women. It targets men of all colors, races, creeds, religions, everything, of all of us. Every single person is susceptible to AIDS or HIV. And it's not always through sexual contact. Sometimes it's through, um, obviously, drugs or intravenous drug use. But also sometimes it's through, through accidents. And sometimes it's tainted blood. Or sometimes it's uh, needle pricks at hospitals, whatever. So the point is, is that everyone is affected by HIV and AIDS. And whatever, whatever... Uh, sexual proclivity you may, you know, ascribe to, it still affects you. So um, big deal. We want funding for uh, the same things that are funded for everybody else. I mean, because this is not a gay disease. So that's just a stupid argument. The next one is promote the transgender transgender agenda. Well, you know, it used to be the GLBT community, GLB community, gay, lesbian, bi uh, community. And a long time ago, and then I think it was like in the early 80s or mid 80s, they added the T for transgenderism or transgendered. And so, which I think is a great idea because it really is under the same umbrella when you think about it. It's, it's um, even though being gay and being transgendered are two completely different things. One deals with sexual orientation. The other deals with sexual identity, which are two completely different things that people are often confused about um, because they don't understand the difference between sexual orientation and sexual identity. But, um, you know, sexual orientation being the, the person that you're attracted to sexually, meaning if you're attracted to someone of the same sex or the opposite sex, sexual identity being whether you're, you're in the right, your brain matches what your body is. Meaning if you are a uh, physically a male and your brain tells you you're a female, then that's what it has to do. It has nothing to do with sexual orientation or sexuality at all. So, um, so I think it's fine that we as a gay community have added the transgender community to our group long ago. And they, and, and rightly so they should be part of it and they should get the same rights that we acquire along the way. They deserve the same rights because they are discriminated against just the same way we are for the similar reasons. And so I think it's great that they're part of it. So yeah, promoting um, the transgender agenda, as they put it, if that means that we're trying to promote for the same rights as they are, fuck yeah, we are. Um, the next one is uh, impose a large-scale loss of freedom, of free speech. Now, this is the, one of the big ones because people, uh, you know, those conservative assholes will often say things like, we as gay people do not want to allow heterosexuals to... Uh, say what they want freely. Like, for example, they'll say, you know, oh, I can't stand faggots or gay people or whatever, or fruit bowls, as some people say, <laughs> or whatever the case may be. Or, you know, they just say horrible things about us. And the, I think the distinction is, and people to understand, is there's a huge distinction between free speech and hate speech. And I think that hate speech should not be protected. Uh, I don't think so. Now, when I say that, I mean this. For example, if the KKK wants to come out and they want to say, we believe in white power, we believe in keeping whites and blacks apart, we believe in keeping the race pure and blah, all that bullshit they believe in. If that's something they believe, that's fine. That's free speech. Okay, fine. That's what they believe. They're right. They're, they have a right to go down the street and march down the street and say that if they want to say that. That's free speech. However, when they start saying, nigger, 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 you know, or, or spick or, or, or kike or whatever the, whatever horrible epithet they're going to scream at some different race, that's hate speech. And so there's a, there's a distinction between the two. And so they're still free to, to deliver their message, however idiotic and stupid it may be, but to do that without uh, promoting hateful speech is all that that I'm asking. And so that goes for gays as well. If you are saying, I don't believe in gay people. Uh, I don't believe gay people should, should, should get married. I don't believe gay people should have the same rights or whatever you believe. You're free to say that that's fine. But if you, if you, if you use that speech to prevent 
gay people from having the same rights as you do, meaning you could, you're, you're entitled to believe that. But if you use hate speech and like call people faggots and whatever else you may say, uh, and you use that speech to turn against gay people against our rights, then yeah, that is not free speech. That is hate speech. So I don't understand what the diff, why, why that distinction is so difficult for people to get. I don't understand it, but for some reason it seems to be. Um, and then we have um, banning counseling for kids confused by homosexual issues. <laughs> well, this is about the groups always affiliated with a Christian church or something of that nature that um the uh, gay conversion therapy groups or whatever that they had for a while um that really really have kind of um all fallen apart in the past couple of years but um there's still some around i think but those have uh been around for a long time and they are they say that their mission is to to save gay kids from um themselves from being gay and from living a perverted lifestyle etc uh, when in reality, uh, it's about promoting a religious agenda. It's about promoting what they believe religiously. It has nothing to do with them hurting themselves because gay kids aren't going to hurt themselves unless they're um, unless they're you know <laughs> bullied all the time by people like this, basically. So um, it's not like th these places are in any way beneficial or successful. There have been study after study after study about these places, about their um, success rate with their clients, meaning success rate would mean that these gay men or gay women had successfully been converted from gay to heterosexual, proven through heterosexual relationships they've been living in since that time for like 10 years or whatever, with kids or whatever, and still married, et cetera, and still living a heterosexual lifestyle. Well, that's not the case. There are people who have done that because of pressure from families and their churches, et cetera. But almost every, not all, and I say almost, I say 99%, all, 99% of them have decided that they are, are not going to be able to live a lie. They've decided that they're going to have to be themselves, which is gay. And so ultimately they end up in wasting 10 years of their life for however many years in a relationship with someone that they may love, they may love them, but not in the way you love somebody, you know, romantically or really want, you know, in love with someone. And um, they're not sexually attracted to them the way they are to someone of the same sex or at all. So I think that it's, um, you know, <laughs> so to say that, that we as a gay community are trying to ban counseling for kids is, is, in misnomer as well. That's not true. What we're trying to ban is damage to kids because what happens is, and this is also proven through study after study, what happens is to these children is that when they are uh, gone through this reparative therapy, a lot of them come out, some of them come out and they end up killing themselves because they are so confused or tortured and torn. Um, and others end up really fucked up in the head and just can't, I mean, they completely different people and really just extremely depressed people sometimes also suicidal, like I said. And so it really ends up damaging these people in the long run, instead of allowing them to be the, allowing themselves to be who and what they are going to be. So that's why, you know, if you want to consider the fact that we uh, do not condone damaging children's psyches, okay, part of our gay agenda, so be it. The last one, finally, is they say attacking churches. Um, and um, now, first of all, there are a a ton, I do mean a ton of gay people that are um, highly, highly religious. I know, I've known many of them. I know gay people who still go to churches, not just the gay churches, but like Catholic churches and the churches of their youth or whatever. So it's not as if, you know, um, there aren't any religious gay people. There are a lot of religious gay people. There are, I probably dare say at least half, if not most gay people are religious to some degree or spiritual or whatever. And they attend church or they attend some type of, um, you know, service or whatever for whatever their particular belief system is. Um, and so to say that we as a community attack churches is ridiculous. I've never seen 
gay bombers with glitter bombs going <laughs> going to churches and attacking them uh and saying oh my god stop hating us you know you're gonna just stop just stop just stop and i know running with machine guns and shit i mean it's just ridiculous we don't attack churches now do we now me personally i attack churches because i don't like i don't believe in religion but I'm just one of a multitude of gay people. And the thing that people like this have to remember about the gay community is we as a gay community are a rainbow. That's why we have the rainbow flag. We are representative of many different types of people, meaning people who are atheists, agnostics, spiritual, spiritual people, people who are Christian, people who are Catholic, Jews, whatever, religious side, people who are Muslim, people who are, who are white, black, um, Native American, Hispanic, whatever, people who are rich, poor, people who are every country in the world and every part of the globe, every type of person you can imagine, there is a gay person out there that represents it. And there's a portion of the community that's represent, represented by them, represented by them. So to say that, you know, so you have to remember because we are such a diverse community to pigeonhole us to say just because some of us do not like churches and do not like religion, which is me, I do not like churches and I do not like religion because of, that's a whole other show. Um, most of us aren't like that. I mean, really aren't. And as I said, I've never gone to a church and tried to bomb it, gone to a church and processes outside of it said that, that, you know, Jesus is dead. Jesus never lived or Jesus is a, is a myth or whatever. I've never done any of that bullshit. Um, you know, not to a church or anything like that because I don't, I think it's stupid to do that anyway. And, um, I respect their right to believe what they believe and I respect anybody's right to believe what they believe. But the problem with the reason they feel attacked by gay people is because most religion, uh, most religion in the world, specifically Christianity, uh, is very anti-gay and is very uh, at odds with our rights. And they are constantly trying to um, trying to curtail, as I said, our rights as gay people. So yeah, I think we may have a little bit of a beef with the church or with gay people when it comes to our rights, because honestly, we are truthfully. Um, truthfully um, concerned with having equality. So I'm going to take a quick break, come back and talk about a few more points and then we're going to wrap up. So I'll be right back after this. Special need to feel the 
All right, Sarah, back uh, on the gay agenda tonight. Um, as I'm wrapping up, I just wanted to say uh, that let me see. Where is the uh, which more thing I was going to say? Oh, there was a list. There's a, a one argument that's often used against gay people about the gay agenda. Um, and first of all, I want to say once again that you know I'm a gay person. I've never gotten a manual or gotten a book or gotten anything from anybody. You know, it's not like it's passed down from generation to generation, like the fucking Bible or something about a gay agenda. So that's why I say, you know, if you know the gay agenda, let me know what it is. And so I've been going over tonight on the show you know, specifically what people say, the right wing conservatives say and Christian nutbags say about, um, about gays and about the gay agenda. Well, it says that there's a book called after the ball, how America will conquer its fear of hatred of gays in the nineties. And it was a 2003, uh, book, um, who, um, hold on a second. Uh, well, a conservative Christian organization. Okay. So yeah, they, they were using this, this guy named, um, Alan Sears, uh, says he's an American conservative Christian, uh, group guy says that, uh, that our agenda was basically set in the late eighties by a book called after the ball, where we laid out a six point plan for how we could transform the beliefs of ordinary, ordinary Americans with regard to homosexual behavior in a decade long time frame. It says that they admit it privately, but they will not say that publicly. It says uh, in their public, in their public, in their private homosexual publications, activists make it very clear that there is an agenda. The six point agenda that they lay out and in 1989 was explicit. Number one, Talk about gays and gayness as loudly and as often as possible. Number two, portray gays as victims, not as aggressive challengers. Three, give homosexual protectors a just cause. Four, uh, make gays look good. Five, make the victimizers look bad. And number six, get funds from corporate America. Okay, let's talk about this real quick. So let's say that you know somehow this book, After the Ball, were the gay agenda that was laid out in the 1980s and everybody got a copy of it ever since. And we all, we all do our best as gay people to, to you know, hile this book or whatever. Anyway, so um, number one says, talk about gays and gayness as loudly and as often as possible. Well, I do that naturally. I'm, I'm just a loud mouth. I'm an outspoken um, person who's opinionated and I know what I think about every fucking thing and I am not afraid to say what I think and I don't think anybody should be afraid to say what they think about whatever it is and just be your fucking self, you know? So as a result of that, I'm very loud and boisterous about my uh, being gay, meaning I'm not somebody who goes up to you and says, hi, I'm Donovan, I'm gay, but I'm also not somebody who's going to hide it either. So I'm not, you know, so I, it's just natural. So the fact that I talk about gayness loudly as if there's nothing to be ashamed of is because I'm not ashamed of it. It has nothing to do with an agenda. Number two, portray gays as victims and not as aggressive challengers. Okay. So would you not call those people whom were sitting at the lunch counters, you know, <laughs> in Selma, Alabama, the black people sitting at the counters and white people too, um, whom were protesting the treatment of blacks and the separation and the, of, of um, the races and Jim Crow um, as victims when they were beaten and bloodied and bruised and almost murdered and some, and some were murdered as a result of trying to stand up to um, the unjustness and bigotry of society. Well, I would call those people victims but if you wouldn't, then I guess you don't call us victims too, because we're not any different. You know, the same kind of laws are being passed. They're trying, still, still trying to be passed here in um, the South uh, specifically. Tr people trying to make gays somehow uh, second-class citizens again, and trying to make it legal that legally put it in the books that we're second-class citizens. And so I think that makes us a victim, you know. And I think anybody with a fucking brain would know that makes us a victim. So yeah we may be portraying ourselves as victims because we are victims. We are victims of a fucking society that does not recognize us as equal. So fuck you. If you think that's wrong. Number three, uh, give homosexual protectors a just cause. Well, if somebody, I guess what they mean by that is people who are actually allies, gay allies, you know, like straight allies or whatever people that are actually, um, pro, gay rights, um, giving them a just cause to help fight, help us fight our cause. Well, fuck. Yeah. We need all the help we can get. 
if we have people who agree with our cause and agree with what we are trying to accomplish, which is equality, fuck yeah, we're going to try to get them to be part of it. Number four, make gays look good. Well, I think any group of people, if you take a group of Jews, a group of black people, a group of white people, you know, a group of Southerners, a group of North, I mean, whatever, New Yorkers, whatever kind of, however you want to group them together, um, they're going to try to make themselves look good as a group. They're not going to point out all the negatives about who they are. Um, and I think that the media does a very good job of look, making bad, making gays look bad, you know, by always focusing on the most outlandish and outrageous, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Um, not sec- um fringe fringe segment of our society and not focusing on most of us who are just boring average people who don't have any lives other than just coming home eating watching tv working raising children whatever the case may be so um yeah i think gays want to make ourselves look good just like anybody any other group would want to make themselves look good number five of six is make the victimizers look bad well it's typically not difficult to make someone who's a victimizer look bad because they're victimizing other people i mean that's not, that's not hard to do. And number six, the last one is get funds from corporate America. Unfortunately, we live in a country where things do not happen without money. And money in this country comes no longer from philanthropists as it used to. Most of it comes through corporations. You know, there used to be a time when places like, you know, Rockefeller Center, for example, was called Rockefeller Center because we had philanthropists who gave their money to the arts and to the public, to better society. Um, whereas Rockefeller Center is going to be now called Sony Center or some other shit. I don't remember what it's called. So it's going to be named after a corporation. And that's just um, a proof of my point that these days, that's how things get done, you know, in politics, especially with money from corporations. You've got to take kickbacks because rarely do you get it for enough money or funds from just your constituents or people who are, you know, on your side. So yeah, I'm sure we do get funds from corporate America. I know HRC, the Human Rights Campaign Fund, which is the biggest gay organization, gay pro-gay organization in the country, um, which is essentially our answer to the um, to the Republican right wing conservative Christian nutbag, you know, lobby. Um, they, they make a lot of money from through corporations who give money to them and funds and, uh, uh, fundraisers and things like that. So I think it's very normal for that to be the case. And, I don't, and there's nothing to be ashamed of. So that whole list, let's just assume it a whole list that he said is true. There's nothing bad about any of that. If that were the gay agenda, uh, if it were, but as I leave you tonight, I wanted to say the gay agenda is this, leave us the fuck alone. <laughs> Basically that's the gay agenda. Just, you know, live your fucking life, live your own goddamn life keep your fucking nose out of our goddamn business and just leave us the fuck alone. We don't need anybody else telling us how to live our lives. If everybody just have the fucking Christians the right wing Republicans and uh, evangelical Christians and people like that would just stay in their fucking lane. They can have their opinion. As I said, at the beginning of the show, but to get into our business and try to curtail our freedoms is a whole other thing. If they just stayed in their lane and not done that, they would not be an issue. There would not be no war or agenda, as they put it. Our agenda is to have equality, period. We don't want more. We don't want less. We want the same rights. That's the gay agenda. Thanks for listening, and I hope you guys have a great night. Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. 